Hi, welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to cover pre-cesarean section vaginal preparation. Cesarean delivery is the most common surgical procedure in the U.S. with nearly one in every three neonates delivered by C-section. Now, despite near universal use of systemic antibiotic prophylaxis and abdominal skin antisepsis, women who deliver by C-section are still at markedly increased risk of postpartum infection, including endometritis, which can affect one in 10 women who undergo C-section after the onset of labor. Now, although infection-related maternal deaths are declining overall in the U.S., sepsis still remains a significant contributor to maternal morbidity and mortality. Now, the multi-center cesarean section optimal antibiotic prophylaxis trial, or CSOAP trial, published in September 2016 in the New England Journal of Medicine, actually showed that the addition of a single dose of azithromycin to the standard cephalosporin antibiotic prophylaxis at the time of non-elective C-section helped to reduce post-op infection by nearly 50%. Now, in addition to the cesarean section optimal antibiotic prophylaxis trial, a number of other strategies have been aimed at reducing surgical site infection and have been supported by randomized controlled trials. One of these includes vaginal preparation with an antibacterial agent, and that is the topic of this podcast. Pre-cesarean vaginal preparation and its effect on post-op infections has been studied in multiple prospective randomized trials since about the year 2000. In review of evidence-based practices for C-section published by DALC in 2013, pre-cesarean vaginal prep with an iodine-based solution received a grade of B. So in other words, this practice was recommended with moderate certainty that the net benefit is moderate to substantial. This grade placed vaginal preparation in the same rank as other evidence-based and widely practiced cesarean section techniques, such as the use of low transverse uterine incisions and postpartum oxytocin administration for the prevention of postpartum hemorrhage. Okay, so I know what you're thinking. That was in 2013. What about more recent data? Well, the Cochrane Review of Pre-Op Vaginal Preparation was updated in 2018 and included 11 trials and more than 3,400 women, up from seven trials first done in 2014. Now, in this meta-analysis, vaginal preparation immediately before C-section did reduce the incidence of endometritis from about 9% down to 3.4%, as well as a reduction in the composite score of all surgical site infections, including wound complications. Now, the effect on endometritis appeared even more robust in subgroups of women who underwent C-section after the onset of labor or with rupture of membranes. Now, in the majority of these studies, vaginal cleaning was performed with popobo iodine, and there are no reports of adverse maternal or neonatal effects with any vaginal preparation solution, underscoring the safety of this proposed intervention. 
Okay, so here's the dilemma. Despite this evidence, both anecdotal experience and recent publications do suggest that vaginal preparation is not widely practiced before cesarean delivery. Well, why is that? High rates of endometritis after cesarean delivery in women who labor suggest that current pre-cesarean infection prevention does not adequately address this clinical entity. Practices like abdominal skin cleansing and first-generation cephalosporin prophylaxis primarily address skin flora, but genital flora pay a significant role in the pathogenesis of endometritis. The significance of vaginal organisms in maternal infections is no doubt greater in the setting of ruptured membranes, cervical dilation, and in cases of prolonged labor. In the case of C-section, the risk is further accentuated by the path of the neonate who, after being exposed to the vaginal milieu in labor, is taken through the uterus, hysterotomy, and the skin incision for abdominal delivery. Now, here's a case in point. A lot of the trials that focused on vaginal preparation did not include Zithromax as an adjuvant agent according to the C-SOAP trial. Now, both Zithromax prophylaxis and vaginal antisepsis preparations may target the under-addressed role of vaginal flora in the development of post-C-section infection. So, in other words, it's unclear if vaginal prep that was studied in the Cochrane Review that we just talked about had the same reduction compared to IV administration of Zithromax because those studies did not include Zithromax in those trials. Vaginal preparation, however, according to some authorities, does offer several advantages over Zithromax extended prophylaxis, and this mainly includes its low cost, its rapid application, and the avoidance of additional antibiotic exposure to both mother and neonate. Okay, let's review that C-SOAP trial once again. Remember, that was the cesarean section optimal antibiotic prophylaxis trial with the lead author being Alan Tita. This trial postulated that the efficacy of extended spectrum prophylaxis with Zithromax was in part due to its coverage against urea plasma species. Popovo iodine, the most common antiseptic used in pre-cesarean vaginal preparation, is also known to have activity against urea plasma species. These microbes are known colonizers of the genital tract and have been implicated in the development of postpartum infection. Although their exact role and pathogenicity is debated, vaginal microbes like urea plasma species may contribute to endometritis and other surgical site infections after C-section by ascending from the lower genital tract. All right, let's take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what seems to be the best vaginal antiseptic agent for vaginal cleansing pre-cesarean. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so where are we in this podcast? We've covered that the addition of Zithromax 500 milligrams in addition to standard cephalosporin prophylaxis helps cover other atypical pathogens like urea plasma and without doubt reduces the rate of endometritis and composite wound infection after C-section in women who had a C-section non-electively, meaning they were in labor or the bag of water was already ruptured. However, it is unclear if adding vaginal preparation can reduce that any further since the original studies only looked at vaginal preparation with traditional antibiotics not including the Zithromax addition. Now, certain questions remain regarding pre-cesarean vaginal prep, including potential side effects, preferred technique for vaginal cleansing, and the best vaginal antiseptic agent. Although most trials use papobal iodine before C-section, there is some evidence to suggest that iodine-based solutions may not actually be the ideal for use in a laboring patient. And that's because the efficacy of papobal iodine is actually reduced in the presence of blood and it may be affected by vaginal pH. At least one randomized trial showed that chlorhexidine was more effective than papobal iodine at reducing bacterial colony counts at the time of vaginal hysterectomy. Now, for skin antisepsis and abdominal skin preparation before C-section, alcohol-based chlorhexidine has been shown to be superior antiseptic agent compared with iodine-based solutions. However, high-content alcohol solutions should be avoided on mucosal surfaces like the vagina because of risk of irritation. Although chlorhexidine is not U.S. food and drug approved for vaginal cleansing, in concentrations of 4% or less, there is actually data to support that, and ACOG does use that at one of its recommendations for vaginal preparation, especially in cases of iodine allergy or just surgeon preference. In one small trial, however, chlorhexidine concentrations as low as 2% used in laboring women were associated with complaints of irritation in up to about 30% of participants. All right, as we get to the end of the podcast, what do we do with this information? Well, remember, there is mounting evidence that supports the use of this low-cost, minimal-risk intervention of popovoiodine vaginal cleaning before C-section, especially in women who are already in labor or whose bag of water is ruptured. But remember, there is no trial that has examined the use of Zithromax and standard cephalosporin prophylaxis compared to vaginal prep without Zithromax in addition. Even though vaginal prep and Zithromax are both targeting the same causative agent of postpartum metritis, mainly urea plasma species, the addition of a popovoiodine vaginal prep, of course, in patients that are non-iodine allergic, can further reduce the chance of postpartum metritis. Data for this podcast was taken from the April 2019 current commentary on incorporating pre-cesarean vaginal prep into standard of care for OB practice by Duffy et al. Thanks for listening to Clinical Pearls. We'll see you next time here on our podcast.